Hello out there, breadwinners. This is Regina, and you are listening to Office Politics Radio, a podcast dedicated to helping you with your work life. You can get in touch with me and find out more about me and my show at officepoliticsradio.com. You can also follow the links to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages, or you can email me directly at Regina at officepoliticsradio.com. Jeremy Weiss here. Today we have Regina Romeo, who has 20 years of experience in human resources. Regina has a degree in psychology and criminal justice, a master's, and is a PhD candidate. She has been an expert witness for the past nine years in cases all over the country. She is host of OfficePoliticsRadio.com. Her philosophy is this is HR, not ER, although sometimes you cannot tell the difference because she's dealt with everything from bomb threats to workplace violence to people using a conference room as a bedroom. Uh, And this episode is brought to you by ReginaRomeoConsulting.com. If you are an HR professional and you want to learn more about how to get started as an expert witness, contact Regina and she can give you the first few steps to help get your business off the ground. If you are already advanced, she can give you steps to get to the next level. Go to and check out ReginaRomeoConsulting.com. And today's episode, Regina, thanks for having me join you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. You <laughs> know, we, yeah, we talk about crazy termination stories because you have so many and <laughs> there's a kind of a genre around lying. Okay. Yes. And you have some exciting ones and we'll, I want to start off with one that maybe you think is not so exciting, but it's very <laughs> common, which yes. is there was an incident um, around time card fraud. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, well, I mean, over the years I've had several, but I think my most memorable one was I had an individual who was claiming just that they were somewhere that they weren't, and I knew, and I knew that they weren't there. So he was turning in his time cards, turning in his time cards saying, no, you know, I went out and I did this and I did that. And his productivity in terms of capturing his numbers did not match what the hours were. Mm. So his um, supervisor came to me and said, well, here are his time cards for the last you know, few months. And can you look them over? Because we think he's been lying on his time card. So um, the customer what does that mean, productivity? Like what, what were they tracking as far as productivity goes? Productivity would mean um, the customer contact that he had, hmm. um, the follow-up that he's supposed to have, and then the people that come into the office based on his contact in the field. Got it. So there was none of that, basically. So there was like no numbers to even reconcile for him. Hmm. So his supervisor, two of his supervisors went out and contacted the customers that he was allegedly, you know, seeing on these days that he said that he was working. And they were like, we haven't seen anybody here from your agency in months. Hmm. So when we brought in the employee, he started just he got so mad and he was bald and his whole head turned red and he's like and I was where I said I was and I don't know what you people are doing and I'm not the only one who's you know basically trying to make it seem like this was a widespread kind of thing and I'm like okay well even if it is it doesn't mean that you're not guilty right so 
you know, even if there's 20 people doing it, we're going to deal with them one at a time as that information becomes available. But he just stayed in there and screamed and just lost his mind completely how he was going to come back with his attorney and basically, you know, how he was going to have his day. But throughout the whole thing, he never denied that he had lied. That's what was so interesting. Right. It's like he's mad that he got caught, but he never said no. You know, I didn't. I was I was really there, or I wrote down these numbers. He was just trying to explain the why, which was because he said everybody else was doing it. And I was like, right. well, I don't know that everybody else is doing it. You know, if that was the case, then we wouldn't have any productivity at all to talk about. But it's just one of those things where. Mm. You know, like I mentioned before, when you have when you get, let's say, tipped off about something, we have to do our due diligence in HR and with our investigation and everything to gather more information. So there was a lot of back and forth with the supervisor and with the unit before I even brought the employee in to give his statement just to find out as much information as I could so that my information, my my questions would be a little more pointed. So. When the employee comes back and he's, you know, saying, no, that's that's not what happened. And I've somehow misconstrued everything that he's done for the last couple of months. It's like, well, I don't know about that. So it's but it's it's very common to have someone say they were somewhere that they weren't. Um, I've had other cases where people, you know, and it's it's not always something big and glaring. Like with this individual, he was, you know, lying about days at a time. I've had people take extra long lunches, come in late, leave early. And so they're skimming, you know, two to three hours a week. (laughs) Um, You, you, you monitor first and foremost. And when the time card gets submitted, there's usually another layer of approval that has to be done. So I'll sign my time card. And if I was reporting to you, I'd say, okay, Jeremy, here's my time card. And then you would look at it to say, okay, this is correct. And I, you know, saw Regina here for 40 hours or whatever, or don't forget that you took vacation on Tuesday or don't forget, you know, to post your time. If you're taking long lunches, coming in later, leaving early, that's fine. You know, (laughs) that is what it is, but you need to post your time for that. But when you're claiming that you've worked, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours or whatever, and especially for California employers where we have to be mindful of um, overtime laws and, you know, compensation and, and things like that, it adds up. You know, so if you're skimming a couple hours a week by the end of the year, you know, you've probably gotten an extra two months worth of vacation or something because you're right. not, you know, telling the truth on your time cards. That's, yeah, if someone's doing it once in a while and doing it like that, it's probably hard to monitor that, I imagine. Right? Well, it, de- it depends on it. You know, I mean, we all make mistakes, you know, where it's just like, oh, that's right. I wasn't here on Friday, you know, and you have to go back and edit it. That's or different. Yeah. But like that's someone's, totally different. you know, yeah. saying, oh, like, I don't know. What's a typical lunch? Like, is it an hour or how long? Um, is it? Usually an hour, you know, okay. and then if the person is gone for a couple hours during the day, it's like, well, where were you? You know, I've had <laughs> I've had, you know, coworkers that were like that, you know, they disappear. You know, the lunch hour usually starts at, let's say, 11, 1130. People start, you know, creeping out and then like like one or two is like maybe the latest that people are coming back and you right. know your lunchtime is staggered and then you have you know folks that leave at 11 and come back at two every day right. so nobody really is paying that attention because everybody's expected to be gone at that time but it starts to stick out yeah done consistently so under those situations it just means like someone noticed it right or there's some type of, you know, maybe that person had a... But how do they clock meeting, in? If you know? How do they clock? Or is it they're self-reporting? Or is it something they actually... Like a digital thing that they punch? Like how do they there, actually... There are a few different ways. The the 
the old school like, kind of Fred Flintstone time clock, you're probably not going to see too much, but there are ways um, with new, um, <laughs> exactly, you know, just like sitting in his office waiting for me yeah. to come back, right? Um, there are different ways to clock in and out, especially with some of the new um, HRS, the HR information systems, where you can clock in and out from your phone hmm. or from your computer to say, you know, and it's... Um, and I learned a new term when I was looking at new HRS system called geofencing. So it means that you have to be at a certain amount of feet away from a mm. physical location to actually clock in. So you can't clock in from your house and say, no, I was sitting at my desk, you know, so right. the, the, the radius for where you actually have to clock in, even if you're using an app on your phone, only extends so far. So there are ways to do that. And it just really depends on. You know, most time cards, even with the best technology, still work on the honor system. You know, so you're expecting that yeah. everything that somebody submits is true and correct, and they were actually here working at that time. Um, and then if you find that they're not, well, there's ways to track those things is down. There, is there like an in-house software, or is it like something that you use outside? I'm curious, are there softwares? Like if someone, let's say, doesn't use anything right now, just self-reporting, hmm. what other certain softwares you recommend? that um most hris systems kind of come with that it's usually linked yeah. to your payroll system yeah. so that you don't have to do like an extra step to run mm -hmm. your payroll yeah that makes so, sense. so yeah so at the end of the week um the time card would just get submitted to whoever the person is they approve it and then that kind of feeds your payroll system yeah. to know how much money to pay that person yeah got it so it's it's pretty standard these days yeah yeah um yeah at some point we see that you're uh we should have ads payroll systems paying you for ads. Is there a payroll <laughs> system that you like or that you've used? Um, I've used several. Like I probably don't like any of them. <laughs> you know, no, ADP, you know. Um, well, I mean, I've used I've used a lot of them. Yeah. But it's it's really not the system that's usually the problem. It's usually gathering the information to go into the system, mm. like getting people to do what the time cards on before? time. And, um, gosh, I go back to like mainframes when it comes to payroll, you know, so back in the day we did, we did payroll by hand. Um, and those were just systems that were designed strictly for our agency. Mm. Some of the other ones that are kind of, um, out on the market, I've used the ADP system cause they kind of are this, you know, set the standard for payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used, um, people soft for usually for, um, employee profile management. And mm -hmm. then a few of the other ones that aren't really, um, I've used one solution. Um, gosh. And Paychecks. most of the other ones are kind of just, um, no, they no. did have a, they did want to engage with us. Um, and one of my former employers, but we had just mm -hmm. engaged with another company. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we, kind of passed on that because we were already um, locked into something with Got someone it. else. So, um, but there's a lot of good systems out there. There's, I mean, but it's just like anything else, you know, the system works when you work it yeah. and not necessarily that there's anything wrong with one system or the other. It depends on how user-friendly a system is mm -hmm. and how well it interfaces with other things. So like right now I'm going through um, a digital transformation with my current employer and the systems that we use in order to have employee information stored, do performance evaluations, do payroll, do simple things like change addresses and what on and mm -hmm. what's you know so forth and so on. Probably four different systems. <laughs> so mm. a part of our digital transformation is to just yeah. have a, a single sign-on, especially for the folks like me in the back office yeah. that you know handle all of your 
stuff, you know, that goes on, something simple as an address change all the way up to doing your um, annual reporting to generate your W-2s. We'd like to have one system for that. Mm. So away from the not a sexy topic, even though I think it's sort of sexy, about time <laughs> card fraud stuff, but um, you had someone uh, like an off-duty conduct mm-hmm. situation someone was not telling the truth about? Um, it's... You, the person, they, they told the truth about it, but th- the problem is when you have certain things that you do on your own time, if it has a nexus to the workplace or potentially impacts what you're doing as right. your primary job with your employer, then it can cause you problems. So I had um, a situation where person shows up for work um, and they had been working for our agency for maybe maybe two months mm. or something. So long story like short. Two hours. No. <laughs> that, that, that was quick. This didn't happen the first day, but uh, close okay. enough to it for right. it to still be, you know, a problem. And long story short, um, basically whenever we hire someone, we always do a background check. We do, um, in California, we have the DOJ check that we do through LiveScan as well as FBI check. Check your DMV records, all that other stuff to make sure that, you know, there's no, no surprises for your tenure with us. So we hired this person and they went to a retail establishment, which remained nameless and shoplifted. Hmm. So before that person could report for their shift that day, I got an email from the kind of the division chief in in one of our satellite offices i got another call from law enforcement and 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 i just started getting all these calls and emails and i'm like what is going on so they arrested this person um on site and so what happened was the person had part of their uniform on and Mm. so it was kind of you know they had their badge on so it it identified who and what they were, you know, where they worked and all this other stuff. Hmm. So it just became a drama. So the sheriff called and then we had to call them back. Everything was on tape. Everything, you know, most retail stores have cameras, you know, every two feet. So it was just sad because it's, the person was very good at what they did work-wise, but when there are there's an arrest, we get a notification. When there's criminal charges filed, we get a notification. When there's some, however your case gets settled, we get a notification about that as well. So it would be difficult to continue to employ that person knowing that now they have you know criminal charges against them or they created a criminal record even after they were employed, even though they weren't doing it while they were on Mm. our time were the, would if they weren't wearing identifying company information would you have then been it notified and ran been out no- the store um, <laughs> um probably not no so basically because there's no there's no way to tell who that person works for but what would have happened is even if you're not wearing any you know wearing your badge wearing you know whatever um I would still get a notification because I've already entered your you oh, know, name, address, date of birth it. and whatever. And we do, um, I call them pops. I'm sure there's a technical term for them, but anything that pops on your record down the road after you it started still working alert you. for us, we get, it, oh, we get wow. a notice within 24 hours. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And then should everyone be using that? Is that only in California or is that, should everyone be using that? Um, that's available nationwide yeah. and it depends on how you, 
what your state has to offer, because ours is through the the Department of Justice here in California. So, um, you know, once we enroll someone in it, anytime they get arrested for, I've had people, you know, come in on Monday morning, there's always a couple pops for DUIs, especially over the mm. holidays, wow. um, you know, to say, oh, this person got arrested. And we take everything case by case. So it's, even if you get arrested, especially with a DUI, you haven't been convicted yet. Um, there's a whole lot that goes on in between the arrest right. and the conviction. So we don't necessarily, you know, we can't jump to any conclusions or anything yeah. like that. That. You're the we jury just, and the judge. You're like, um, right. you did it. <laughs> You're done. You know? <laughs> so it could be any number of things, any right. number of mitigating factors that kind of get that person, you know, off the hook, let's say, and 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 exonerated or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, maybe somebody was using their driver's license, you know, who knows? So there's a lot of things that go into it. So we just kind of look at what the charges are and then what happens after that can go either way so that's interesting what about there was another person that got terminated with on-duty conduct mm -hmm. with recordings what happened with that um i had another situation where a person was working in one of the call centers at one of my jobs and they were basically using their phone, the time that they're on the phone to make personal phone calls, um, do their banking, talk to their friends, you know, talk to their friends that worked at the same place, talk to friends that worked in other places. And again, with most jobs, there's some type of measure of productivity. So if you're not taking, you know, X amount of phone calls and there's, you know, all these calls in the queue, because my very first like real grown up job was in a call center. So mm -hmm. we had, you know, a quota that you had to meet, you know, based on the number of people that are calling and the number of people that are available to answer phone calls, your production should be between this number and this number. So this person was just spending literally hours a day on the phone at work on their personal time. But oh. the kicker is that every call is recorded, you know? So when you call somewhere now, even if you call like a credit card company, you call a bank, you know, this call may be monitored, that type of thing. Right. There are really people monitoring those phone calls for quality assurance, you know, and to make sure that- Big brother. Right, <laughs> you know, to make sure that whatever is supposed to be going down on the phone is going down. So again, you know, you, you bring the person in and you talk to them and you ask them questions and everybody, well, not everybody, but most people's first thing is, you know, deny, deny, deny. No, that was just that one time or maybe you didn't understand or no, that person was really a customer or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, let's listen to the tapes then, you know, and you find out that they're calling their girlfriends and you know their bank they're making plans for the weekend and all of this is on you know work time so were they calling on the work line or on their cell phone yes. on the work yes. line yes so everything was recorded right so that's what makes it even worse because it's just uh -huh. like you know these calls are recorded so why would you do that so, so moral of the just... story is if you work for a call center don't make the call make them on a cell phone no i'm just kidding <laughs> moral of the story is just do your work until yes. you're off oh, the clock and then go the home and mind Sorry. your business oh, you know so. i totally got that wrong um <laughs> so how does do any of those cases similar cases come up with the expert witness stuff uh yes yeah yes so these so, are, yeah yeah well i mean because i work for both plaintiffs and defendants because you never know who's doing what. So I've had cases where um, I had one case where um, there was a lot going on on email. So it was a 
24 hour agency. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the harassment that the person was claiming, a lot of the discrimination that they were claiming was actually done, discussed on email. So they were, you know, going back and forth and saying, okay, well, you know, make sure you give this person a hard time kind of a thing. Cause mm. it's very difficult, you know, everything is kind of difficult to prove regardless, right. but you know, you have to leaf through every piece of email to figure out, okay, well, remember when you said this and when you said that, and those types of things are things that come out during, um, discovery in the, right. in the whole process. So wow. they have to turn everything over and it just gets to be. That was one of my more voluminous cases, basically. Yeah. So it was a it was a lot of email, a lot like yeah. literally over ten thousand pages, and I read them all, and it was just amazing how just blatant, yeah, it's so overt and just ignorant people are when it just comes not just that you're doing it, but that you're doing it and leaving an audit trail essentially, you know, where it's just like this is not, you know, that hard to prove when there's so many emails to refer to so yeah well regina as always this is never a dull moment everyone should check out regina romeo consulting.com and uh find out more contact regina if you have questions thanks regina thanks for having me if you've been enjoying the show tell a friend and share my links all over your social media because the best endorsement is word of mouth and that's how i grow my audience also take a moment to go onto itunes and leave me a rating review so other people that we don't know that we're not friends with yet can also find my show all right breadwinners that's it for me for now thank you very much for listening in and keeping in touch i read everything that you submit and i appreciate all of your feedback and your comments You can find me online at officepoliticsradio.com. My site has links to all of my social media platforms as well as my contact information. If you have any other questions, comments, or show ideas, just get in touch with me. Have a great work week. Be nice to your HR staff. And until I talk to you again, behave yourselves.